Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to AFL Nation. Charlie Juno winds it up, thrashed to the goal. It's a ripper. Elliot, big oh. ball. Elliot <laughs> takes a monster. Golden chance, driving left foot goal. Slope of the way for Petrarca, who bent it through for a goal. Eight teams, one Premier at the end of September. Third huge leap from King. Arise, Max King, up over the pack, a towering mark. He's going to get this, Huntley. He's going to stroll in. He's going to waltz in. He's going to line it up again. Port Francis onto it. Busted away. Steady, straight and goal. Giants in front. Danaher in the square, swings around onto the left, and Danaher's put it through. No one's having more fun than Collingwood this year. Not when they're playing like that. The 2023 Toyota AFL Finals Series on AFL Nation. And it rolls on as we prepare for the second qualifying final tonight from the Gabba. Brisbane to take on Port Adelaide here on AFL Nation. For Elders Home Loans, looking to make a move, then think Elders Home Loans. And for Tyre Power, big footy final sale now on. Matthew Cox with you as we build up as part of our pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles, Subway Tiles from 29.95 at Beaumont Tiles. And it is a pleasure to be joined in the commentary box this evening by our very own Kane Corns. Welcome, Kane, on what is a big night for your footy club. It is, uh, Coxie and JJ. Yeah, look, it's hopefully a good uh, game of footy tonight. I think both sides play a style of football that we all respect and that we've all enjoyed watching uh, throughout the year. Brisbane have been unstoppable at home. We get that. But they have lost recent finals at the Gabba. I think it's four and six over their last... Sorry, four and two over their last six finals. So there is a... A little vulnerability there, you would think, and some of their players haven't performed well on the big stage. It feels like they're a different outfit this year. It feels like they're much sounder defensively, and what they've got in their forward half is more potent than any of the other 18 teams in the competition with the smalls that they've got, Rayner and McCarthy and Cameron. Good luck to those people who are matched up on them, and then a nice balance of tools with Hipwood and Danaher, who are athletic. So we'll wait and see. You feel like you know Brisbane have all the strengths to be able to get it done tonight, but finals footy is an interesting beast. Josh Jenkins with us as well on our pre-game show this evening. Welcome to you, JJ. Thanks, boys. Uh, good to be here. This does feel like, I guess, aesthetically speaking, the game of the weekend because you know Brisbane are what they are. They like to attack. Their their defence has improved a lot this year. Bringing in Josh Dunkley has really transformed the way that their their midfield plays. I reckon their forwards are getting a bit more involved in team defence as well. But both these teams play really um, a, a, a really attractive brand of footy, particularly with ball in hand. So hopefully we'll see plenty of goals. We didn't see many Thursday night. We didn't see many uh, last night. We saw 26 at the MCG this afternoon, but hopefully tonight... We see a good game of footy. I think Brisbane have got the capability of of blowing it open, but 
we don't have to go too far back to look at the Port Adelaide midfield really doing a number on the line. So fascinating game ahead. Yeah, 54 points, that margin, if you needed to be reminded of it, back in round one this year at the Adelaide Oval. It's 18 degrees at the moment in Brisbane. A beautiful evening as the sun sits on the east coast of Australia. Before we get our teeth stuck into our match for broadcast this evening, we best reflect on what's unfolded at the MCG this afternoon because the loser of tonight's encounter between Brisbane and Port Adelaide will face GWS next week in a semi-final. Depending on who wins, it'll be depending the location of that one. But the Giants, they did a number on St Kilda today. It looked as though St Kilda were out of gas come the end of it. There were a couple of occasions where they flipped the momentum and started to pile some pressure on GWS. But the fascinating storyline of the Giants in their first year under Adam Kingsley continues. Yeah, what a what a season it's been. Six wins last year, sacked the coach and the impact that a new coach can have. What he has done incredibly well is get the best out of his senior players that have been there for a long time and perhaps were a, a little bit stale and a little bit comfortable with where they were at. But I think that's been the biggest difference. So the form of Kelly and Canelio when he's played, Taylor's been enormous. Whitfield back to his best. Toby Green with what he's done, the All-Australian captain. But then you allow the licence of the younger players to come in and, and play a supplementary role to the to the key experienced players that are in there. That's where I see the difference. And obviously there's been some significant game style adjustments and really difficult to score against. They do allow a fair amount of inside 50s, but when it goes in there, they're, they're hard to score against, as the Saints found out today. So, look, they'll play the loser out of tonight's game um, and it will be a challenging task for whoever um, is the loser tonight and, and has to play them next week. Sam Taylor looked to get through today without any issues, which is another positive for the Giants. Yeah, I wonder, JJ, if it's a risk more clubs are willing to take. We've mm. traditionally been pretty conservative with Hemis, <laughs> but if it's a do-or-die situation and it's two weeks instead of three and the player trains and the old adage was when it feels right, give them an extra week. Yeah. I wonder if there's other clubs that can learn yeah, from this. Well, I always find it fascinating, We're sort of mapping out the numbers, 21 days, when has it been 21 days? And we've said that for, well, since before yeah. I started in the AFL, with the 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 progressions of medicine and, and the staff that we have access to and the facilities we have access to, I wonder whether that 21 days is actually maybe 15 or 16 and we just haven't really adjusted to that because he was able to get back. He, he he did well. He gave away a couple of free kicks and Max King had some moments, but for the most part, just having him back. I think mm. just going to the hotel last night, knowing that your big superstar fullback is in the team would have given them a lift. But for, for, I remember looking back and, and seeing Adam Kingsley early in the season and I thought, geez, this could really spiral quickly. He was he was flustered. He had the, he had the, he had the ball yeah. in his hand just to keep himself calm. And I thought, you know, not necessarily as dramatic as you can see in the NFL where coaches last one year and they're gone. But I thought if you can't get this stuff under control and find a way to be able to be in the moment, it can quickly get out of hand. He goes straight down to the bench and I think he's been able to, I bet you he's done some work on it behind the scenes. But just, I guess, being around players, you naturally think, well, I don't, I can't fly off the handle here. Mm. I actually need to go and talk to my players as they come off the ground and and, and be constructive and, and show that I'm in a positive point of view. So, I love the way he's adjusted, but Kane hit it on the head. Their best players are playing just out of this world. And Whitfield and, and Kelly, 19 disposals, two goals in the first half, kicking some amazing goals. Even Jesse Hogan, 
Yes, he had the massive game a month or so ago where he kicked nine goals. But I watched him. What it did do is it made me watch him a lot closer. He works really hard. Mm. He's one of the hardest working key forwards in the game. He doesn't always get the results, but he always puts himself in position to be involved. And then you, you've got those young guys who, who have brought so much. Like Brent Daniels, he's so much better than most of us really understand. He's creative. He's, he's, he's fast. He puts pressure on and he doesn't make many mistakes. So they're becoming a team who are one of those teams that you think, well, it doesn't matter who they play or where they have to play them, they're genuinely dangerous. And they're not good teams to have to come up against. No, and they've got a proven record in finals too of being capable of causing a few upsets along the journey. If you want to get involved with us and have a chat, if you're wandering home from the MCG tonight, one 736 736 is the number. The other player that has become incredibly crucial to that forward line, and I know, Kane, you'll work with Bucks on a Monday, he's very... I suppose, full of praise for Toby Bedford. And the fact that he was able to get off that suspension during the week proved critical today. Yeah, and a sign of resilience for him because what a two weeks it was. Like, just ridiculous set of circumstances where he's actually suspended in the first place. Then they challenged it and they upheld it. And then you had to wait a week to go again, a Thursday before a Saturday game when you're flying in on a Friday. So for a youngish player to be able to handle that, he looks sharp. Um, He takes the game on. Him and Daniels just... As, as JJ mentioned, how important they are to get up the ground, the pressure that they provide. It's not a enjoyable position, I would have thought, for, for a large portion of, of the game. You, you chase a lot of backside in that role, but they make the most of their opportunities. So those two, as a combination, are as good as any in that role in the league. And I look back to the off-season, and that's why there's 10 teams at the moment figuring out how they can get better. Because it was like, well, you lose Taranto, you lose Hopper. This is going to get a little bit ugly for the Giants. Do they need to rebuild again? get the number one draft pick. Hopefully he's a good player. Cadman hasn't been required much this year, but you get players like Bedford for, I think it was pick 44. So essentially nothing to replace Bobby Hill. And that's the sort of shrewd moves you can make to complement your list in the off season. And their off season was uh, exemplary, really, when you think of two quality players leaving, what they were able to get back for them, mm. the salary cap pace, <laughs> space that that frees up for, for others. Um, and I bet you they're not regretting Taranto and Hopper not being there now. And it's not so much that the stars that are now coming to the fore. It is these blue-collared style. Like, you look at the defensive lineup for the Giants, and, yes, you've got Taylor there, which has been in brilliant form, but you've got the likes of Buckley and Iden who do their role so solidly throughout, not just a game, but throughout the course of the season. And when one player does go out due to injury or some other factor, they are able to hold their own. Yeah, for sure. It's a great point. They've they've got They've got... Players at both ends of the spectrum. They've got superstars who are back playing like superstars, and we know who they are. But they've got a bunch of of guys, and I hadn't seen them play live until about round 18, and I'm thinking, geez, I'm not calling the game, but I need to work out who some of these guys are. In the flesh, you're just just like, who is this guy? And he comes out, and they play, and you talk about Iden and Brown and these types, and and, and they play really important roles. They win so many contests, 1v1. They're a really powerful team. They're, They're strongly built across the ground, and they win so many contests. It starts with Briggs, and I know Marshall was influential, but Briggs sets a tone for them as well. He's physical. He tries to bash it out of the out of the ruck contest. Even a, even a Lockie Keefe, you've got to give him a lot of credit. Mm. He just finds a way to be able to have some sort of impact. He never his, – his, his stat sheet never looks good. He never kicks many. He doesn't stop many when he plays down back. He just finds a way – to have some sort of impact on the team. He played forward as a defensive forward today and he did a good job. So 
Um, they've got they've been just able to get the best out of both ends of their list, and that's so important. Giants by 24 points in the elimination final at the MCG this afternoon. Before we move on, a, a quick word on St Kilda and. Coming into this year, there was, the, the, I suppose, the buoyancy around Ross Lyon returning to the football club. They caught everyone off guard in the first part of the season with their performances and how high they were on the ladder. There was a bit of a lull in the mid part of the season. It picked back up, but today it just looked like they'd run out of gas and anything that they tried throwing at GWS just wasn't going to work. Yeah, and they, they threw a lot. They changed a bit up at halftime when Hager to Kelly and, and Brad Hill's positioning changed and they, they tried to free it up a little bit. And for... Small periods, they had the game on their terms, but only small periods where they had some momentum. The crowd got involved. You never felt like they were any sort of chance today. And some players in their first final got found out. Uh, I thought King kicked three, but didn't think it was his best. And a young Filippo, some some questionable efforts. And then their, you know, even some of their senior players, Sinclair, some questionable efforts. They missed a whole heap of tackles, things you can't afford to do in finals. So, look, they've maximised what they've got. But they would know exactly where they're at and they're nowhere near um, have built a list capable of, of finishing top four and winning a premiership. So Henry from Fremantle, I see today, has, has nominated the Saints, which is that's the sort of moves that they need to be making. They've got too many inside midfielders, you would think, um, and they're a bit sluggish through the midfield with, with Steele and Ross and Crouch and, and these types. Clark not, doesn't have a lot of speed, so they need to inject some of that into the lineup and hope that they can get continual improvement from Owens and Philippou and, and the young ones that come in, which I'm sure they will. There was a lot of people that had written them off throughout the course mm. of the season and even coming into the year, there wasn't too many people that were impressed with what they might be able to achieve in 2023. Have they overachieved? I don't think they've overachieved because they haven't, they've done a bit more than last year, but not heaps more. It's not like they've done what the Giants have done and really jumped out of the ground and, and, and progressed to the second week and beyond of the final. So Henry's interesting because he's nominated them. I'm just having a look at their draft picks. They've got 13 and 32. 32 is not going to get it done, but I'll, I just, I'd be really reluctant to give up 13 mm. because I think they need to keep bringing in guys like Philippou and, and Owens and those types into their club. So I'd be reluctant to do that. I wonder if they can get involved. And again, we know most of the names that are out there in the trade space, but we don't know all of them, whether they can get someone to come in whose name hasn't necessarily bobbed up just yet because you feel like they just need a bit more. They need a bit more polish. They need a couple of uh, – one or two more game breakers because the Giants had game breakers and St Kilda just didn't have game breakers. Now, you hope you get one with pick 13 and you hope to bring Henry in as well. But, if, yeah, they, they definitely need mm. a bit more class and a bit more polish. Who are they prepared to let go? You know, Gresham, Billings, Dougal Howard, all players that aren't going to get you in the, the realms of a Henry, but I'm not sure whether they look to, you know, move a, a couple of big names out that may have some currency elsewhere. Going to be a fascinating off-season for the Saints. Before we head to a break, there's some news that's come through from the match review officer tonight as well regarding Jack Martin. Two-match sanction is on offer for striking Nick Blakey in the first quarter of last night's match. It's been graded as careless conduct, high impact and high contacts. Mm. Two weeks. Well, it's going to be nigh on impossible to get that to zero, isn't it? Like, you can imagine them getting it from one to zero, but two to zero is going to be difficult. So, Carlton is staring at no Martin, no Mackay. That's a very different looking forward line. Important players too. Uh, I think they can cope with that. Mackay, but Martin, we've seen how important he's been, and even in the last two minutes, how crucial he was. It's ridiculous, too. Two weeks is ridiculous. In every way, that's a one-week suspension. I'm not sure why we're trying to overcomplicate things to make a statement. It's one week. Everyone thought it was one week. 
but somehow they've landed it too. So I don't, I don't get it. They'll challenge it, as Josh said. They'll get it downgraded to one, but he's still going to miss a pretty big game know, next week. I think I know what you'd be talking about Monday morning. Well, there's that, and Maynard will be still and, hotly contested. Well, it is the Maynard one <laughs> fascinates me because genuinely it's fifty yeah. fifty. Like there's it is split any poll you put up on on the internet or whatever, or any supporter group you speak to, fifty percent say no, get off. Fifty percent no, he's a grub rub him out it's three weeks I'm on the no get off I feel sorry for him I didn't think you know I think that was well within his rights what he did and it was unlucky but there's others that think he's deserving of a significant suspension so we'll see how it goes they've prized open the volcano it's uh, 6 30 Australian no, Eastern a, just, Standard just Time a little one. It, is, it is a hard one but when we slow things down frame by frame and you've got people who have never played football judging that on frame by frame going, he should have done something different in that instance. Okay, you run flat out, jump in the air, try and smother it and then decide to get out the way completely. Like, I think where, the, the, where a lot of the ex-players are coming from, uh, from, from one angle, I think the Matrix is letting players down it's it's because it's only giving you one I mean I was listening to Joe Whiteley and he was coming at it purely from you've got to judge it on what the rule book says but the rule book might be a little bit off it needs to be some level or some um, option for players to have incidents and accidents players are still going to get knocked out that doesn't mean the person who knocks them out has to get suspended Going to be a fascinating week at the tribunal you would think repeating that news Jack Martin two-match ban offered to him striking Nick Blakey. Tom Papley, just as an aside, also got a financial sanction for careless contact with an umpire. This is AFL Nation. We're building up towards the second qualifying final at the Gabba. Brisbane taking on at Port Adelaide. On the other side of this, we're going to catch up with the CEO of the Brisbane Lions, Greg Swan. Yeah, so this is our fifth year in a row. Um, we've had lots of lessons along the way and you know, my job as the coach is to keep the place calm. We've had a lot of experiences now. The boys know what finals are all about, so it's, it hasn't been all that hard for me to do. If you don't uh, win the contest and you don't put pressure on, they can they can beat you up. That was our uh, you know our most unimpressive uh, performance for the year. Um, we played really poorly that day. You know, they're they're a really great side. If you look at their midfield, they got you know a couple of all Australians in there and a Brownlow medalist. They're a really talented team and they won 13 games in a row this year and, you know, they, they won the same number of home and away games as what we did. So uh, we're pretty even, I think. Brisbane coach Chris Fagan speaking during the week in the build-up to tonight's qualifying final. Welcome back to AFL Nation. For Elders Home Loans, looking to make a move, then think Elders Home Loans. And for tyre power, big footy final sale now on. It's our pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles, Subway Tiles from 29.95 at Beaumont Tiles. And as part of our pre-game tonight, we're fortunate to be joined by the CEO of the Brisbane Lions, Greg Swan. Greg, thanks very much for joining us. What's the mood been like over the last two weeks as you build towards your fifth consecutive finals appearance? Yeah, look, it's been pretty calm. I think, um, as folks touched on, you know, we've had a few practices at it now. So, um, you know, good that we've stayed home. We haven't had to travel. So, yeah, I think we're ready to go. Yeah. Swanee, good luck. Josh Jenkins here. Hopefully uh, all goes well. I'm interested. Uh, we heard... In a, in a package that we uh, just played. I'm not sure whether you could hear it or not, but five years in a row in September, that's a feat in itself. But I think as an industry, we often focus only on the Premier and, and, and look down, in a sense, on the teams who don't win the Premiership. So 
how have you guys been able to keep selling the message and keep the positivity and keep charging toward what you you know you're really after, which is a premiership? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a pretty good question. I mean, I think early doors when we made it, we you know we we're probably a bit young. We weren't ready. Like we went from second last to second in one year, and yeah, you know, we had a couple of close losses, and we. Um, yeah, we've always felt that we just keep we can just keep building on that, and you know this is our highest finishing position uh, since that year we finished second. So yeah, we've given ourselves a chance of playing two finals. But yeah, it's about just sort of telling the boys we're not far away. Um, yeah, we won two finals last year, which we had problems doing, and then obviously we ran into the Cats who were just on fire at that stage, so we we couldn't get over the top of them. But yeah, we beat Richmond and then we beat Melbourne. So we've sort of I think if you look back every year, we've gone a little bit better and um, and hopefully we can go better again this year. The catalyst for the improvements, Swanee, it's been that defensive effort and your defensive transition. You've spoke about that probably since day one of, of pre-season. You feel like the players have actually bought into that fully for the first time, perhaps? Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, we've always relied on, you know, we've always been pretty good at scoring. That's no, no question, but. Yeah, when we've played the, you know, and this is the business end, it'll be the same tonight. Like, you play the good teams, and if you can't defend, you're in trouble. So, um, yeah, that was certainly the focus in the preseason. We've got a lot better. Um, we've still got a capacity to score, which is good. But, you know, you can see it in the team that, you know, we're hard to move the ball against, especially through the corridor and things like that, which we've had a real focus on. So, yeah, it'll get it gets the litmus test tonight, but it's been um, it has been good, and it's certainly been an improvement for us. Scotty Lyce, it's been sticky taped up to be put out there. Do you think that is a massive advantage you can have with Big O in the ruck? Yeah, it's been interesting what what they're going to do. I mean, I know um, Finlayson comes in as well, and he's pretty mobile and, and goes okay. But yeah, look, O's in pretty good form, so hopefully that is an advantage. But I think Rosie and uh, Butters are pretty good at uh, mm. roving to whoever's um, in there, not necessarily their own blokes. So I think the power of the best centre clearance rate in the comp. So yeah, hopefully O can get first hands on it and hit it to Lockie and our guys, and you know we can get some territory that way. But um, yeah, we we think that that's going to be a chance for us. I think we all think, um, I guess outside the four walls, having a look at this contest, that your forward line does have a distinct advantage over Port's defenders. Port's defenders are somewhat undersized. You've got a couple of big boys down there who have gotten better and better as the season has gone along. I reckon Cam Rainer's role's really important. He helps in the air as well. But that forward line of yours, it's really potent. But it looks like, along with your team, it looks like it's matured a fair bit. Your guys are making the game easier for each other. You know, you've, you haven't had those moments where you've been really inaccurate in big moments, touch wood, and, and, and that group has really grown uh, as a unit of six or seven. Yeah, I think I think um, the selflessness there has probably been better than it's ever been as well. Like, there's just that, you know, no one cares too much about who kicks them. Um, you know, they're all big guys and small guys are there to bring the heat. And, um, you know, they get pretty uh, pumped up when they've you know, force the turnover and someone kicks a goal. And as I said, they don't really care who's kicked it. But, yeah, we, look, we've got a good mix. You know, Link McCarthy's back. You know, Charlie's playing his 200. So good luck if you're going to play on him tonight, I reckon. he's uh, He's been up and about this week, Charlie. So, um, you know, and Joe and Hippie, everyone's been in reasonable form. So, yeah, it, it is pretty potent. But, you know, the trick will be tonight to get it in there enough and, um, and test the power defenders. Did you know exactly what you were getting when you recruited Charlie Cameron to the club? He was a 
very raw, shy uh, young guy from from. He spent time in regional WA, spent time in Brisbane, so he's got that Brisbane background. He plays game two hundred. He's a two time All Australian. He's got a really good record in finals as well, which is, you know, can be a difficult thing for small forwards. So did you did you expect or did you pray that he was going to become this good across his career with you guys? Yeah, look, we're pretty we're pretty confident. I mean, he, as you said, he, he sort of come a funny way. I think he actually played up at Kalgoorlie, and then then he got rookied. And but he did kick five in a prelim the year we got him, mm. and so those big occasions for him, you know, he's always coped with them pretty well. Yeah, you know, now that he's played two hundred, he's matured. But he's certainly a barometer for us. You know, the fans love him every time he goes near the ball. The place erupts. Um, but he's he's added that defensive part to his game and his assists, and so he's just become a you know a fantastic player for us, very popular. Um, yeah, and he and when he's up um, up and going, the the Gabba rocks and and the team gets up and about as well. So yeah, we were we were confident that he'd play well. But he's, look, to be fair, he's probably has exceeded our expectations. He was probably stiff not to be all Australian last year, to be honest. So he might have had three of those, but um, but yeah, he's been uh, he's been fantastic for us. And Greg, on the other side of the equation, another player celebrating a milestone tonight, Jack Payne in his 50th game. He was an academy product from the Brisbane area. Noosa, I believe he hails from. Tell us a bit about what he's like behind the scenes. Yeah, look, um, he's pretty quiet, Jack. He's, um, as, a, as a kid, he was a great athlete. He was an Australian champion at shot, put and discus, so he's really powerful. I still think he's a guy that doesn't actually know how good he can be because he's one of the quickest in the club. He's obviously big and strong. He kicks the ball well. So the more he plays, the better he'll get. But he's had a really good year. And, you know, with him and Harrison, you know, uh, Ryan Lester's sort of, you know, reinvented himself. He's been outstanding as well. So those guys, you know, cope with the big boys down there. And, and he, Harris, uh, uh, sorry, Payne, he's had a really good year. He's pretty quiet. He's a, um, he's a plane enthusiast. He wants to be, if he could if he if he do anything in life he'd like to be a pilot. He loves planes, so there you go, there's something you might not have known about. Has he started um, to explore yeah, that? He's been really good. Been good for us. Has he made any moves to, to put that in place <laughs> post footy? I actually I think he has started to do some training. Yeah, he has. I know his girlfriend's a pilot, so there you go. Oh, very intelligent man. Hey, Swanee, uh, last <laughs> one from me. It's a contrast of uh, where the coaches sit. You made the move of Chris Fagan to go from the bench to the box at the start of the year. I think we spoke about that. And in the reverse, Ken Hinckley moved at round three from the box to the bench, and it's both worked wonders for, for each side. But what have you noticed, and, and how has that change affected the results? Yeah, I think that probably. I think Fag's decided to do that on the back of the maturity piece. So I think when he was down there was when we were just sort of coming good and we were a bit young, and he was just there as a calming influence and getting the instant feedback. But you know, we've got pretty good experience now, pretty good leaders. So he felt it was good to get back up in the box, get a better view of the game, and you know, still be able to you know contribute that way. So yeah, that, that, he decided to do that before the season started. So I think it's worked really well for us and. It's horses for courses. It's probably half and half, isn't it? But half are on the bench and half are in the box. So, yeah, it's. Um, I don't think there's certainly a right or a wrong way. Swanny, I don't think this is probably the right time for you to think about it, but um, two of the three goal of the year contenders are out there tonight. And uh, Will Ashcroft, well, he's not out there, unfortunately. You wish he was, but he certainly wears your jumper and kicked that fine goal at the Gabba. Was his goal better than Dan Houston's? Oh, no doubt. It's the best goal <laughs> by far, I mean, He's been runner-up and everything for a will, so hopefully he can get over the line in that one. Sure. Who votes on that? Uh, I think the, 
voting public, is it? Yeah. Well, there's a it's panel. Not you, Kane. The, the, you all, well, no, it is. The, the All Australian panel select the three, and then right. I think it's over to the fans. Okay. From okay. here. Yeah, no, his, his goal was unbelievable. I, I, I couldn't see that getting beaten. All Agreed. Right, we'll see. Uh, a light's funny. I've got one more. <laughs> Tom, Tom Duday, would you like to see him in Brisbane Colours next year? Oh, look, we're not even worried about that stuff at the minute. We haven't had list managers for ages, so we're just concentrating on the finals yeah. to see how that all unfolds as the season goes. It was worth a question, though, wasn't it? <laughs> you knew what the answer was. <laughs> Greg Swan, thanks very much for joining us. Good luck tonight. Enjoy the evening. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Greg Swan, the CEO of the Brisbane Lions, joining us as part of the pre-game show here on AFL Nation for Beaumont Tiles. Subway Tiles from 29.95 at Beaumont Tiles. You're listening to the finals on AFL Nation for Elders Home Loans and Tire Power. Big Footy Final Sale. We've got a theme for uh, for finals, which is uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it's, it's, it's Oppenheimer. A little bit about just how much work goes into something, and in the movie Oppenheimer, it was going to the atomic bomb that ended World War II. So. So many people have to come together and, and work hard for a number of years. I haven't seen the movie myself, so it's not that big a theme for us. It's well, the, the outcome that achieved. Yeah, and that's a silly question to ask. Can you, no, 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 that's the outcome that Yeah, that's a silly question to put in the same conversation. No, I can't. No, because you're inaccurate with what the theme was around. And I just explained it was around a group of people coming together and the need to work together to get an outcome. Not. Let's not go to that, that dark spot that you're trying to take it. I think it's unfair. Ken Inkley, Ollie Wines, among yes. the voices you heard there in the build-up to tonight's second qualifying final at the Gabba. Brisbane taking on Port Adelaide. It's AFL Nation for Elders Home Loans. Looking to make a move, then think Elders Home Loans. And for Ty Power, big footy final sale now on. Has this got a bit bigger than it should have been over the course of the week? <laughs> Ken got very, very fighty yesterday. Yeah, you know when the news journalists turn up to your media conference, not just the sport journalists, you're in a bit of trouble and they ask, what was ridiculous questions in the end, but I think as players, there's some things that should be in house and some things that don't need to get out. Unfortunately, I think I'd be a little bit disappointed that Ryan Burton went public with it, and then um, we asked Ollie Wines about it on Sports Day, and he was he was quite open to it, didn't back away from it, and then it did get a little bit big. and, and Ken Hinckley was asked about it yesterday at the uh, at the at the airport by a couple of news journos, and he got a bit testy. <laughs> I think a good place to start, if you're going to have a theme or you're going to do something and you don't want it to get out, sit everyone down and say, we don't want this to get out. Now, it might still get out, but if it does, uh, then the person responsible is in trouble. I reckon Ryan Burton was thinking, oh, geez, have we? On the spot, yeah. he's thinking, oh, are we allowed to mention this? I'm too far gone now. I've got to mention it. So, look, it's 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 not a it's not a big deal. Like, that is, that is the... Uh, that's Adelaide or Perthish, that sort of uh, mm. behaviour. <laughs> nice little drive-by there Good from movie, you, though. I haven't seen the movie. I yet. haven't seen it either. <laughs> I actually had no idea what Thoroughly they were talking about. Okay. It is worth the three hours, I was hours, surprised if Ken, <laughs> Ken has nah. put a theme, he would have seen the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the more pressing that, issue, yeah, isn't exactly it? exactly right. He's using a theme that he doesn't even know much <laughs> about. But in all honesty... That theme could be applied to both teams tonight. If you're going around the working together element, Port Adelaide, they've been building to this moment. Same could be argued for Brisbane. Yeah, it's well, quite an appropriate theme if you go from that element. Exactly. Been a, been a while in the... I can hear the music, Coxie. How long we got in? Uh, 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah, well, as we spoke to Swanee about five final series for the Lions and Port Adelaide, not dissimilar. So 
they need to move that home and away success into finals. JJ, thanks for joining us over the course of the last 45 minutes. Yes, you're off into the other commentary box for the evening, so enjoy. Thank you. Thought I was going on. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. You're sticking around. Kane's with us. Matty Hill to join us on the other side of this as we gear up for the second qualifying final. It's Brisbane and Port Adelaide from the Gabba up next. You're listening to The Finals on AFL Nation for Elders Home Loans and Tyre Power. Big Footy Finals Sale.